Hi, I'm Phil Morehart, Senior Editor of American Libraries, the magazine of the American Library Association, and this is Call Number with American Libraries. This has been a tumultuous year on many fronts, but one thing that I think we can all agree on as a positive outcome of 2020 is the vigorous activism and community engagement that we're seeing from people, especially from today's teens. Whether it's working in person or virtually because of the pandemic, the youth of today are energized to change the world, and librarians are helping. Today, on Call Number with American Libraries, we look at two library efforts to support and engage teen activism. First, American Libraries Associate Editor Sally Ann Price speaks with Danelle Washington, Senior Library Assistant at Charlotte Mecklenburg Library in North Carolina, about the Better Hope for Tomorrow Summit for teens that he helped organize. Next, American Libraries Managing Editor Tara Dinkowski talks with Candace Wing Yee Mack, Senior Librarian for Young Adult Services at Los Angeles Public Library, about the library's Teenagers Leading Change program. But first, a word from a sponsor. As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. GEICO thinks that last part should apply to you, too. That's why when you go to geico.com D-I-S-C A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the American Library Association. And be sure to ask how GEICO could help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With GEICO, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and help you save even more money. So don't wait. Go to geico.com slash D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. Danelle Washington, Senior Library Assistant at Charlotte Mecklenburg Library in North Carolina, was inspired by the teens he saw at Black Lives Matter protests this summer. So he created with colleagues the Better Hope for Tomorrow virtual summit and accompanying weekly town hall events, where teens can discuss issues affecting them and the world. Race, discrimination, immigration, mental health, gender identity and sexuality, interactions with police, and more. American Library's associate editor Sally Ann Price spoke with Donnell about the summit, its impact and reception, and more. How did the idea for the Teen Summit come about? Did that already happen, or was it scheduled? Well, um, so we we have done um, you know Teen Summits um, before, um, but uh, it was always the idea of mine to really do one. Um, but with you know the death of, of George Floyd, it kind of the content changed, and so um, around around his his death it was probably around yeah in May. Um, you know we we had the idea to do it, and so I approached two of my colleagues. Although you know we were at actually we were on lockdown, so we were at home, but we were still you know working from home, um, and I had the idea of, of doing it you know a team summit and. Just the idea was just to, I put it out there, just brainstorm some ideas, and then we'll just meet and, and, and talk about it, and we'll 
And from there, we, one of my colleagues came up with, you know, the main idea to let's do it around COVID and, you know, social injustice. Like, let's really have the conversation and almost, you know, at, at, at the point where teens are leading this conversation and working towards solutions. Um, and, you know, with being on the ground uh, with the protests, um, you know, I, I noticed my first, you know, night on the ground that, you know, a lot of our teens and youth that were down there, when it comes to, like, police brutality, like, the, the only answer that they're looking for is some type of legislation, you know, from the federal government, and, and, and they're not going to be silent until, you know, that happens. And so, you know, working at the library, I was like, well, we're in a, a unique position where we can help them develop them solutions. Like, we have the resources, uh, we have the space uh, where they can really come, uh, open environment, and they can, you know, have that dialogue, that that conversation. And were teens involved in the planning of the, the summit in the town hall? Yes. So um, in our system, we have uh, this program. It's called Ball and Teens. And so basically it's where uh, teenagers get a experience of what it what it feels like to work in a library. So they'll come in and, you know, they can write, you know, book reviews, put up displays, uh, work in the makerspace. And so... With COVID, we decided to do a test phase of having our volunteering program virtually. And so each of us, you know, my colleagues and I were assigned, you know, a volunteer. And so I had one who worked exclusively with me. Um, and, and, well, two, we went to them um, to where, like, the content, like, when we developed the content, we was like, well, we approached them, like, well, what would you like to discuss? And so from there... We developed the content. Um, we used them as moderators for our real talk sessions that led up to the team summit. And then we also used them as on our panels um, as experts for their, you know, perspective can be heard. And how was the participation and response with the event? Was it, a, so I'm understanding it was a virtual event? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we, we you know, put, put put the message out there, um, and we averaged around, um, for our summit, it was, I want to say, about 30 individuals. Um, the good thing that we did was we recorded each of the sessions, and so one thing that we noticed is that a lot of teams necessarily don't make, like, the official event, but the content, you know, lies on our, our digital branch, and they go back and, and, and view it, and so what we'll be doing in the month of November is because we had three world talk sessions and then we had the team summit. So each week we will put out a session on our digital branch page. And what did you take away from the events? What did you kind of see and hear happening? Um, I, for me personally, uh, I, I learned that our youth uh, really have a say so about the direction of, of where, we're, where we're headed as a society. Um, and not to dismiss their concerns. Um, it, it, it's funny when you kind of, you know, when you talk with them, 
um, they're very knowledgeable. Um, it was funny. I was talking with one of my colleagues about, um, you know, the election, and she talked about it was her son first time voting and how when they went to go vote, he had a cheat sheet. And I was just like, so when it comes to these issues, um, they're very knowledgeable. Like, they're doing the research, like, not just the research in their community, but around America. Um, and, and they're bringing a perspective that, uh, as adults, we may have not thought of. And so the biggest thing I learned is not to dismiss their concerns or when they have something to say. And social justice issues, and particularly we've seen this year, police violence seem to have become even more pressing amid the pandemic or exacerbated by the pandemic or the pandemic is exacerbating them. Um, how is your library engaging teens on these issues uh, remotely, just in general? Right. So um, leadership at our um, in our system did a, a wonderful job. Um, so we have been having community conversations around equity. Um, maybe about a couple of weeks ago, we uh, well, a couple of months ago, they started a, a Black Lives Matters committee. And this committee is responsible for uh, creating content and, and, and programs uh, for the whole system. And so one of the things that they just released, uh, I want to say last week, was our Black Lives Matters toolkit. And so from there, as programmers, we can go to this you know, portal system and look at different programs that you can uh, have in your branch. So I, I'm looking at one right now. There, uh, uh, so like our community conversation. So of course it'll be you know virtual, and it it has there's a resource tab and it has lesson plans. And so you can create, click on that resource tab, and you can look at different resources and lesson plans. And then when it comes to our programs that we want to do for the month, you can just put that out there on our calendar and. Uh, our patrons can go and see the different events that we're having across our system. And and everything is, is online, so a simple Zoom link, they'll be able to uh, attend that, that program. And I've never heard of a Black Lives Matter toolkit. What all goes into something like that? Right, so um, just looking at it, um, we have, so it's different, you know, resources, so one, so let's say I'm a program, I'm, I want to do a Black Lives Matter program. So the first thing I need to do is best practices. There's a tab for best practices for programs where you can click on there and get the best practices. And these are practices that were established by this committee. Um, so let's say I work in uh, our children's department and I'm doing story time. So I can click on the resource tab and look at different books that would be appropriate to have the conversation during story time. Or if I'm working with teens and I want to do a racial healing circle, um, there's resource tabs in this toolkit where a programmer can look and click and guide them on creating the content that they want to have for that program. And it sounds like you guys have had a lot of institutional support for these these activities. Have you encountered any pushback at all, or is it uh, how's that been going? Um, so I haven't seen any 
pushback um, as as the system as a whole. Um, I want to say leadership was very uh, strategic about um, making sure that equity is what we're pushing forward um, from you know Charlotte Mecklenburg. Um, so to give you an example, one of the things that they recently did was they started a committee that went around to all the branches and looked at different things that could be considered as inequality or you know races, whether it's a portrait of a governor from the state of North Carolina that historically was known to be a racist. Well, we need to make sure we don't have that in our in our system. So just doing things like that and then one of in a couple of weeks they should be letting everybody know about our racial equity task force task force, which is a group of employees and board board as a director. Directors basically looking at making sure it in the system as well as our programs and different things that we put out to the public that we're having equity in everything that we're doing. Um and I, I and I think it just boils down to, as a society as a whole, that we're shifting to where we're no longer want inequalities in our society. And as a system, it is you know it's our job to make sure we're there to help society move towards that. As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. Geico thinks that last part should apply to you, too. That's why when you go to geico.com D-I-S-C A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local Geico agent for a fast, no-obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the American Library Association. And be sure to ask how GEICO can help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With GEICO, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and help you save even more money. So don't wait. Go to GEICO.com D-I-S-C A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. In Los Angeles, youth are tackling community issues via Teenagers Leading Change, a program that helps young people across Los Angeles public library branches turn ideas into action. Created by Candace Wing-Yi Mack, a senior librarian for Young Adult Services at the library, the program engages young people in civic projects that address issues around media literacy, eviction and displacement, homelessness, voting rights, and more. American Library's managing editor Tara Dankowski spoke with Candace about the program. What is the Teens Leading Change program? Uh, how did it get started and what are the goals for this initiative? Sure, the Teens Leading Change um, program, aka TLC, um, is the Los Angeles Public Library's Civic Engagement Initiative for teens aged 13 to 19 years old. And I'm very proud to say that actually it was one of our teen advisory board groups that came up with that name. Um, it officially launched in fall 2017. And the goals for the program 
are to help teens learn critical thinking and research skills and also empower them to explore topics that are interesting to them that are happening in their communities and neighborhoods. That's not to say necessarily um, that it's always from a need-based kind of approach. We actually believe in an asset-based approach. So it could be issues in the community that are awesome that folks may not know about in the greater LA community, or it could be things that they're hoping to improve. And what are some of the Teams Leading Change projects that have been launched across um, LAPL's branches? Um, and can you speak to these aspects of the projects that are maybe um, team-led or community-specific? Absolutely. So um, since fall 2017, we've had 26 projects across 33 branches, which um, included almost 400 teens, teen participants. So they really run the gamut because uh, it really depended on what the teens um, were interested in exploring. Um, some of the ones that um, have, well, some of the ones, particularly with the uh, the recent elections that um, have had, I guess, the most um, coverage in a sense, um, are one from this cycle because we actually have them in different um Cycle. So there was a pilot cycle, and now we're currently on cycle. Well, we're about to launch cycle five. So our cycle four projects, which started in fall of last year, but unfortunately got interrupted, you know, by the pandemic. Um, one of them was called, or is called, Teens Are Awesome, which stands for Advocates Watching Elections, Scrutinizing Opinions, and Motivating the Electorate. And as you can tell, it was all about the elections and also actually a bit about the census in terms of encouraging folks in the community to complete the census, to register to vote, to be informed voters, and to actually go out and um, and vote. So they hosted um, a couple voter registration drives, and also um, they did two um, voter information sessions, one with the president of uh, the local president of the League of Women Voters that was geared towards anybody who wanted to attend. And then they also did another session that was actually geared specifically towards teens who might be voting for the first time. Do the projects tend to be entirely teen-led or do they have some, I guess, help from librarians um, with some of, uh, with some of the, the process? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a mix and a collaboration, and particularly the pilot programs were a little, or pilot projects were a little bit more librarian-led, um, just because there was no model for how to do these projects. Um, but they were always definitely incorporating um, the teens in terms of what they wanted to explore as well. So generally, how we um, how we frame it is that the, that the process is that there's, or the phases to each project is there's a research and exploration phase, which the librarians or library staff help facilitate, just having discussions about what the teens have noticed in their community, what are they interested in, you know, or if there are issues that they're already passionate about, what do they want um, to explore more, especially with um, 
the funding piece that comes with teens leading change. And I'm sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. Part of the, a big part of the teens leading change initiative, and they're part of the reason why it had to be pitched multiple times, is actually the involvement with our Library Foundation of Los Angeles, who um, in collaboration with the library helps fundraise to provide mini grants for whatever project or topic that the teens and librarians ended up moving forward with. Um, things are a little bit different now with the pandemic, but before that, a lot of the projects, um, it, was, it was just really great to have funding to, to actually provide um, buses to, to take them on field trips to do um, like beach cleanup. Um, why do you think it's important for teens to have a program like this? Uh, what types of behaviors or, or actions or I guess kind of organizing are they learning from a civic engagement standpoint? I think that teens is, and, as, um, and young people in general as we've seen from the elections you know they they are passionate about things. One of the or a couple of the most popular um, topics in terms of multiple branches wanting to focus on these um, since it's um, the beginning of the initiative have focused on climate change, on elections as I've mentioned, and also um, folks experiencing homelessness, like how to help them or how to um, make the library a more comfortable space for folks experiencing homelessness you know, or helping the other members of their community, other teens, other families that might be um, experiencing a hard time. I'm sure they wish they could do more. Um, it, and, it, and it's just that everything is, you know, for safety reasons, closed for the pandemic. Um, so it's really important to have programs like this at whatever level. And, and you know, we totally recognize that um, I'm part of a larger library system and that we have this funding. But it's definitely, I feel, something that folks could do even if they're, um, if they're in a smaller library system or they don't have the grant and donor funding that we're fortunate enough to have. Because it, it's just so important to help teens, um, especially now, I think, help guide them to how much the library can help them explore topics that they're interested in. Um, and even go beyond, say, the traditional view of libraries just giving them access to to books or e-media, but not only that, get, helping teens learn how to approach adults, make requests, you know, from um, organizations in terms of donations or advocacy, um, leadership, critical thinking. All of those things, the library is the doorway to all of those things. And I think that teen library staff have the heart to do this. We we just bulked up on the research in that end in terms of in the coordinating office that I work in um, to see, okay, well, how do we provide, how do we train the trainer and provide the tools to help our YA staff and um, our library staff kind of tweak things a little bit to be like more of the guide on the side ra rather than the stage on stage and let the teens just take off with what topics that they're interested in, in exploring more. So you mentioned, you know, even a smaller library with perhaps, you know, not as much funding can run a program like this. 
And you um, alluded a little bit to the support or, or training that can be provided to staff to um, act as facilitators. Um, do you have any tips for libraries looking to run a similar program or advice on what kind of um, support or training to give to staffers? Sure. Well, there's fortunately a lot of information online, um, especially now um, that are, a lot of it is geared more towards teachers, I admit, um, but there are a lot of um, civics curricula that exist online and there are other um, library systems. For instance, I know um, San Jose, um, San Jose Public Library also um, has a program that's, well, it started off being more of a civics curriculum, um, but now it's more of a combination of the two. Um, and that's also what we've been trying, we've done the opposite. We were more action oriented and now we're trying to incorporate more um, formal, a little bit more formal civics um, with our program. So that, all of that is actually um, free because it's online. Um, I think that what would be helpful though is definitely having dedicated library staff willing to take risks and trust the process and trust the teens. What we did was in January of 2019, which seems like a lifetime ago, um, we did kind of a whole um, almost town hall with all of our uh, YA librarians where we, um, it was a couple of hours just info session where we invited speakers and we had a panel of folks from other nonprofits in the city that worked with students and civic engagement so that they could share more about their programs and how they worked with teachers and students um, or if they were part of an after school program how they did how they ran their programs um, and then we also had breakout rooms or um, break a breakout session where our um, YA staff could talk about um, just different topics in terms of sharing ideas on how to recruit teens to be involved, you know, how to facilitate um, maybe some tougher conversations in, in terms of getting more to um, the root of what topics they wanted to explore in their community. You know, whether it was showing videos and then asking um, teens, you know, what they felt or um, how they reacted to, um, they, you know, there's a series actually on PBS called Redream um, that has little 10 minute clips about folks pursuing their American dreams, whether they were um, successful at it or not successful at it, you know, things like that, also all free, um, just to spark some of those um, deeper conversations, which teens actually are used to having at school um, or, you know, even among themselves, especially with everything that's been going on um, during the pandemic. You know, these are not actually conversations that are foreign to them. It just might not have traditionally happened at the library or in a library sense, but that doesn't mean that it, it, it can't be a conversation that happens in the library. We found that there are a lot of folks in the community that are really, really interested in helping out. It's just a matter of asking or um, coaching the teens to ask. Um, to make that ask, right? Um, 
So then our teams learn the leadership skills of how to do that and becoming more and more comfortable with with doing that, as well as getting these volunteer adults um, to know that there are teams in the community and in the library that are interested in their expertise, right? What has been the reaction of teens who have participated um, in these program in this program and in these these projects at these branches? Uh, well, one part of um, another part of the program is actually at the end of each cycle, and that's part of the reason why there are cycles. Um, is that we always have a, what's called a teens leading change showcase, um, where all of the teens that um, have participated in programs for that cycle, they present, they they present in front of everybody. Well, this was in the before times when we could all meet together. They learn through that process, not only of doing the project and also sharing about it. So it's um, confidence about, you know, especially when they're sharing out about what they did. They're so proud. Um, as they should be, um, and it's led to a lot of a lot of them who were seniors. They talked about their projects when they were applying for college, and they said that they're pretty sure that that's what helps them get into school. Um, I think one or two of the teams that did the community by design neighborhood mural project, they enjoyed that so much that the next summer they actually asked the librarian if they could come back and teach an entire series to younger kids on STEAM, like science, technology, engineering, art, and math. They felt like they could make positive change, right? Like no matter what way it was and they could connect it with their own personal interests or their own personal um, passions, whether or not it had to do with academics or, you know, um, social justice or what have you. And I think um, that's been part of what's the most rewarding about um, offering um, this opportunity or, or collaborating with the teams on these opportunities, right? As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. Geico thinks that last part should apply to you, too. That's why when you go to geico.com D-I-S-C A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local Geico agent for a fast, no-obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the American Library Association. And be sure to ask how GEICO could help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With GEICO, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and help you save even more money. So don't wait. Go to geico.com slash D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. That wraps another episode of Call Number with American Libraries. I'd like to thank Danelle Washington and Candace Wing-Yee Mack for speaking with us today. If you'd like to learn more about their library's work, please read Let Them Lead. It's an excellent feature in the new November-December issue of American Libraries. You can find it in print or at AmericanLibraries.org. And please, join us here next month as we look back on some of the incredible interviews that we've done here at American Libraries this year. It promises to be a star-studded episode. You do not want to miss this. 
Do you have something to say to us here at the podcast? Well, we want to hear from you. New to call number. You can reach out to us directly and tell us your thoughts and opinions about our shows and more with your own voice. Call 312-857-6761 and leave us a message that might be featured on a future episode. That's 312-857-6761. We hope to hear from each and every one of you. As always, I'm Phil Moorhart, Senior Editor of American Libraries, the magazine of the American Library Association, and this is Call Number with American Libraries.